0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Harley, happy Mother Reference Friday. We are a couple of days away from the Houston Texans. Welcome in the 9 and 5 Cleveland Browns. But before we get that, we are brought to you by Bet Online. Harley, let me just do this myself. Gotcha. The only people that don't get time off this time of year are pro athletes and us at Bet Online. With NFL bowl season and NBA in full swing over the holidays, BetOnline isn't taking a second off to make sure you're up to the second odds, news, and info. BetOnline has all the sports radio info available you need with both desktop and mobile access. Headed there today to get into the action. Remember, use our promo code BLEAV to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online. Guys, shout out to you, Harley. Uh, this might be our, our last episode of 2023.
1: <sighs> wow. It's been a fun one, huh? It's been yeah. great
0: oscar what is going on you know and harley uh real quick before we you know really start having some fun i uh, just want to give a good shout out to my uh to my guy who just passed away miguel um rest in peace we love you you were someone who was really getting your life put together and the world was not ready for for a miguel on his job rest in peace we absolutely love you harley this game one of the biggest games, and I and I hate to say that because I felt like I've repeated myself the, the past couple of weeks, but this is one of the biggest games of the season. <laughs> you are fighting for not only a postseason spot, but first place in the AFC South. There was a three-way tie between the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Indianapolis Colts, and the Houston Texans, and your starting quarterback is not CJ Stroud. It is Case Keenum. How are you doing this Friday, my brother?
1: Uh, I'm doing great, man. Happy holidays to everybody. You know, we will, uh, gonna enjoy this Sunday's game against the Cleveland Browns. I'll be there. Uh, C- Case Keenum being our quarterback. Uh, I assume he is QB1. Aaron Wilson's really the only one that's kind of stood on Case Keenum being QB1 while everyone else has kind of been questioning whether or not it's going to be Case or Davis Mm Mills. I think at the end of the day, it's Case Keenum. I think they're just going to go with what's familiar. Um, But C.J. Stroud uh, is going to miss this game again. Mm. None sure if he misses any time more in the future. Hopefully not. Hopefully it's just a two-week thing and we have him back. Uh, for the remaining two games because obviously this is a uh, very very tight race as you mentioned first place is a three-way tie in the afc south yeah so case keenum hey i need some more case magic i need a replica performance from the houston texans how they played against the tennessee titans i need it to happen again against cleveland it's is it a big ask? A little. Mm-hmm. Cleveland is a really good football team. They've played well despite Deshaun Watson being gone. Who? Nine and five redacted. Um, nine and five uh, is good obviously, you know, just no joke. Yeah. Kevin Stefanski's up there for coach of the year. Uh, he might not win it, but he is up there for coach of the year. He's done a fantastic job with the Cleveland Browns, and hell, he's done a good job bringing Joe Flacco off the couch onto the field and making him look half decent. So Texans are going to have their hands full this weekend against the Browns,
0: but I am I am growingly optimistic about this game. CJ Stroud missing his second game in a row. Let's talk about it. I'm going to ask you what is your level of concern because to me it's at the top. It's about a nine or a ten. For CJ Stroud to miss his second week in a row is concerning. Now, I talked to my coach guy from the round table. Shout out to Derek. He said that the hit that CJ Stroud took was similar to the to the hit that Anthony Richardson took in the week two matchup against the Houston Texans. Go back and check that out. He was concussed and out for the game, and he went and he missed two weeks. My level of concern for C.J. Stroud is at a 9 or a 10 because you would have thought at this point we would have heard some good signs about C.J. We just saw Jimmy Ward, who had a concussion, uh, suffered during the game. He is now back. We saw Michael Pittman almost decapitated on the field against the Pittsburgh Steelers, and he was cleared and ready to come back. I am worried about C.J. Stroud. Some people have uh, compared his hit to the one that Tua Tagovailoa took a couple of years ago or last year, I believe. Yes, I am worried about C.J. Stroud, Harley. I am too, man. Um, and and I'll say this
1: first: uh, his long-term health is more important than what it's going on right now. Like Facts. His long-term health is important, so we don't want to, you know, minimize the importance of his long-term health and what he can be for us in the future. It's obviously hurting us in the short term because, you know, we're in the thick of a playoff race. We are tied for the division lead and it's, it's absolutely tough, but concussions, everyone reacts to concussions differently. I mean, I, I mean, I remember, I, I just know I had a concussion. I didn't go out. I know I was concussed one time playing football. Yeah. I know I was. I the world was kind of dizzy, mm-hmm. you know. But I don't know. I just kept playing, you know. I I, I didn't think of anything about it. This was peewee football, man. Yeah. like you know. And imagine what that does to a to a young kid to an adult. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, is completely different. And everyone reacts to it differently. Everyone reacts to hits and injuries and everyone heals differently. So, you know, what we got so far, Aaron Wilson had mentioned that, you know, he's having some toughness with mm-hmm. uh, light to his eyes still. Yep. Um, he, you know, it, it's tough to hear that, you know, because you want him back. We all want him back. Uh, selfishly, we want him back and playing the rocking and rolling and, you know, throwing – eight touchdowns in the last two games, you know, like that's what we would love to see. But we also got to put that behind us and think about, okay, look, you know, yes. Do we want playoffs? Yeah, absolutely. Do we want all this success right now? Absolutely. Yep. But we do know that long-term we got this with CJ Stroud and the Mikko Ryans. We know that we are, every Texans fan is buzzing when they talk about the Houston Texans Mm. right now, because they know the future is bright. They know we got CJ. They know we got D'Amico. They know they we got a growing roster, a young roster. That's just going to continue to add more pieces to the puzzle. And it's just going to get sweeter than this. So we got to factor in the long-term health and it's going to be detrimental for the short term right now, but I'm all for it, man. It is what it is. Mm -hmm. Let CJ stay healthy. If he can play, then he would play. There's nothing. Mm -hmm. Like, he's a
0: dog, man. Like, he's going to play. If he could, then he would. That's what I would say. I'm actually glad you said that, man, because a concussion is nothing to mess around with. Right? You suffered one. I've suffered one. It's (laughs) something that affects you during, you know, for a whoever knows a period of time. And I want to prioritize the health of C.J. Stroud. I don't care what situation I'm in. I'm in year one. I am in year one. I have another 10 to 15 years Mm -hmm. with C.J. Stroud as my franchise quarterback. And if I don't make the playoffs because I don't have C.J. Stroud, that's absolutely fine because I know that this coaching staff did its job and prioritize the health of their quarterback no matter who he is no matter what situation they're in shout out to the houston texans man does it suck he's not out there yes i was looking forward to going to the game to watch cj stroud play but hey it's case keenum now i'm even more excited because this is an ace <laughs> h-town legend once again the city of houston is on his back cj stroud Take all the time you need. If you are out for the rest of the season, I am okay with that. What about you? Come on now. I'm okay with it. I'm more than – I know. If if we get a report tomorrow that said CJ Shroud potentially out for the rest of the year. It's going to hurt. It's going to hurt, but I would say –
1: Yes, okay. I would agree with you. I would, I would agree have. with you because obviously, once that report, if that if that report came out, mm-hmm. not, and hopefully it doesn't, man. I hope I hope we have them for the rest of the last two games, pivotal two games for the Texans. Um, but you know, if that report had came out, yeah, man, it, it's going to sting because mm-hmm. you you know that this team is capable of of taking the division and or at least getting a playoff spot. So, you know, it is what it is, um, but you're absolutely right. You know, we got to focus on the long-term health of CJ Stroud. We can't – it's tough. It it, it really is, man. It it hurts my heart, man. It really does. Having Tank go out and then not having CJ possibly Mm -hmm. finish the season, man, Texans fans are going to be hurt, man.
0: It's kind of a – You know, a shot back to reality. You know, you have pretty much had everything going your way this whole season. Yeah. uh, Beating expectations, doing things, breaking records. And, you know, let's bring you back down to Houston. But nonetheless, man, prioritize the health of our franchise quarterback. Once again, I am saying this. If he is out for the rest of the season, if they decide to pull the plug on his rookie year, I would not be mad about that like andres just said cj's health yes, more because- important than the playoffs actually very happy that the chat agrees with that as well Yeah, I'm, I'm you glad. know you know i would have thought it was now nah, you try to make him go out there and play <laughs> like you never know when you're going to be in this situation again he's that special and when you have someone who's that special i mean we're talking about When you're talking about the season that CJ had in his rookie year, breaking records, things that we've never seen before, there's no reason to not think this is one of the next really good or great quarterbacks in the NFL. You prioritize that over the postseason in year one. With that being said, you still have a game on Sunday. Mm. It is the Cleveland Browns. It's not Massage Watson. It is gonna be Joe Flacco, Harley. What is your confidence level heading into this Sunday against the dirty Cleveland Browns? Uh, I'm gonna throw a half in there. I'm I'm at a six.
1: I'm at a six and a half.
0: Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm at a six and a half. Okay.
1: You know, I'm about sixty five percent confident. Um, I'm not all the way there. I can definitely see the Browns beating us. Yeah, um, I could see it. They have a strong defense, regardless of their, you know, home and road uh, differences in defensive play. Um, But, you know, again, like I said, and I have a video coming out soon for the Texans Browns predictions and preview, you know, you got to have a replicate report performance from the Texans like they did against Tennessee mm-hmm. Titans I mean, that's the formula for you. Good defense, strong defense. They got to be lights out again. D'Amico's going to have to coach his ass off again. And then you're going to need a strong run game from Devin Singletary. Uh, I would love to see a repeat performance of last week. Um, You know, and, and that's, there it is right there. Six sacks on Flacco. That's the one thing I will say is, you know, Will Levis last week, uh, seemed like he crumbled a little too early when the pocket was collapsing. Um, so, you know, you got seven sacks on him regardless. Joe Flacco is a statue. We mm-hmm. know this. He's 40 years old. I mean, he's a sitting duck. It's capture the flag. Go mm-hmm. out there and get that damn flag. And Jonathan Grenard, hey, bud. Ain't you no know, Will Anderson again. And nope. Jonathan Grenard last week, two and a half sacks. Underrated Defensive Player of the Year nominee, Jonathan Grenard. All right. Court. Oh, oh, big time. Uh, I mean, 12 and a half sacks. Why is this man not being talked about for defense player of the year? If he has another two sacks, which is absolutely possible, the Cleveland Browns offensive line, I mean, they're not anything to go crazy about. They lost Dewan Jones, one of their offensive mm-hmm. tackles. They're weak on the inside as well. I could definitely see the Texans feasting again on the offensive line And due to Joe Flacco's, you know, pocket presence, the statuesque presence that he has in the pocket, you know where he's going to be. Just get to A and to B. It's like Mm -hmm. an old beat-up car. Your old beat-up car gets you from A to B. That's what I need this Texans D-line to do. They need to go from A to B and get Joe Flacco. The key to this one is strong defensive performance Mm -hmm. combined with a Devin Singletary Russian
0: attack. Now, before we continue, I'm going to read you the injury report for mm. today's practice. Now, this is the final one. Yes. And it goes like this. Mm. Will Anderson Jr. is out for this game. Yep. Blake Cashman out for this game, as is CJ Shroud. Questionable. Malik Collins. Mm-hmm. Nico Collins. But I do think Nico Collins plays. He already said he was gonna play. Denzel <laughs> Perriman. Questionable. I think he plays. The full participation list. Noah Brown, George Fan, Brevin Jordan, Shaq Mason, John Manche, Steven Nelson, Laramie Tunsel, Jimmy Ward. Now the key two for me are George Fan and Jimmy Ward. Yep. It's I feel much better having them back. Yeah, I do too. Jimmy
1: Ward is a local, a vocal point of the defense. Uh, Not local, vocal point of the defense. We've seen it multiple times. It just seems like the defense plays better when he's out there, uh, regardless of what uh, some film critics have to say about Jimmy Ward. But George Fant, you know, being out last week, Hey, Charlie Heck did as much as he could. We also know that the Houston Texans helped out Charlie Heck a lot last oh, week against Tennessee Titans, but shout out to him. He did a, he did a solid job. It was decent. Um, but having George fan back is absolutely big. You got to have him back. Uh, you know, you just, you got to have everything you can to beat this Browns team, having Nico Collins back. Uh, Cause he's already said that he's going to play on Sunday, regardless of him being questionable. Uh, so Having him back is huge. You had a lack of offensive weapons last week Mm -hmm. with just Noah Brown really being your main guy besides Dalton Schultz late in the second half. Noah Brown had eight catches for 84 yards last week and a tutty. Uh, So having him go back to that number two role and Nico slotted into the number one spot just only helps Case Keenum out. Dalton Schultz is there. So now you got yourself at least somebody else that can create open looks for Case Keenum that can create, you know, mismatches offensively Mm -hmm. because of how big Nico Collins is. Uh, So this is good news for Case. This is good news for us. We needed more offensive (laughs) weapons and having Nico back, having George Fant back
0: plus for the Texans. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. And, nico collins rise to the occasion mm-hmm. three weeks left show me what type of wide receiver number one you are now to me there are two types there are the guys that could get you a thousand yards the jarvis Landry's, the kenny galladay's the brandon cooks you would yes. consider them yes. a number one wide receiver then there's the stefan diggs the Devontae adams the justin jefferson's nico collins what can you do in the final three games of this season? Show me what type of player you are. I like that he said, Oh, yeah, I am gonna play. It looks mm-hmm. like he himself is looking forward to this game. Jimmy Ward, hey, all you need him there is for the you know, is for the pre is for the pre-speech. Jimmy Ward gets all of Houston hype. hopefully yeah. he finishes the game healthy, and then George Fant, who was having himself a Very underrated season for a right tackle. You're not going to be able to afford him in for agency. (laughs) Getting three key starters back, it makes me feel comfortable. And, yeah, Noah Brown, a good show on last week, 80-plus yards, a touchdown to tie the game. Hey, this is a dude who the only other two wide receivers to have 150 yards in back-to-back games is Andre Johnson and DeAndre Hopkins himself. Now, guys, I brought to you. Someone from the H-Town Rundown. Jay, what is going on? Welcome to Believe in the Houston Texans.
2: How you doing, gentlemen?
0: Doing great, doing great.
2: Good to be here, good to be here.
0: So, Jay. Yes, sir. You yourself do so much film review over the week. I want you to give the 42 people in this chat and shout out to the 42 people who are here. Make sure you are liking and subscribing. Let us know your thoughts on this Cleveland Browns defense, their weaknesses where we can attack and at the end your overall thoughts on the game
2: So the Cleveland Browns well I won't pretend to know everything about them. Mm. Um, the Cleveland Browns are they're pretty stout pretty stout in pretty much all areas they're the best defense in the NFL for a reason they have a lot of depth they have a lot of of key pieces. But I think the spot where we're gonna be able to get them the most is in the run game. Their secondary is really good, Um, but they are injured up the middle. The D tackle position does have a lot of injuries that are going on there right now. So we are gonna be able to run up in the middle, especially if our O-line can give us a little bit of blocking. Uh, We have been seeing much better blocking from Dieter and from G Scruggs, as well as Shaq Mason. They've been opening up a lot of lanes in the middle there. And we're seeing them get able get up there and be able to climb to the second level, which has been extremely helpful going forward. And I think that's going to be the plan.
0: Mm. Jay, your thoughts on C.J. Stroud not suiting up on Sunday against the Browns. Me and Harley said prioritize the health of the player. What are your thoughts?
2: Well, I'd love for C.J. Stroud to be out there. Uh, I am all about prioritizing health. I think this is not the first concussion he's had. I think the first concussion game against the Arizona Cardinals, he got up a bit woozy, had to go get checked. Davis Mills came in the game, and then the whole crowd cheered when CJ jumped over the bench and got in there. And then I think he had another one in the Broncos game, very similar fashion. Um, And I think this is just the third and most powerful one that we saw in a row. So, yeah, prioritize that health.
0: Harley, I go to you. Looking at this Cleveland Browns defense, what is something that you think the Houston Texans could exploit, and something that you think we should watch out for?
1: I mean, Jay said it. Attacking the run game. I mean, they're they're weak in the middle. You gotta have a repeat performance from Devin Singletary. Uh, I'm, I'm hopeful uh, from even from, from last week's game. I mean, we saw a really good game from him. We've seen good performances uh, when he's the bulk carrier for running the ball. So Mm -hmm. uh, I expect nothing less from Devin Singletary to have himself another solid performance, Um, but you need that repeat performance. Like it's so helpful for not having CJ Stroud. Obviously you want to have him when CJ is playing, Um, but have Case starting. You want everything to go as smooth as possible, as right as possible for him. Let him be that game manager. No pick sixes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, don't throw any of those, even though probably maybe not his fault, I'm not sure with running back, the route, who knows? But regardless, no picks, be clean with the football, play a little, play a little Jimmy G 49ers game, you know, just run the ball, do your thing, play good defense. Again, replicate what you did with the Tennessee Titans. Just add another notch
0: to it. Why not? Mm-hmm. Harley, I'll stay with you. What do you need to see from this running game? from Denman Singletary. And do we see a sighting of Damian Pierce? Does he have any involvement in this game? And then Jay, you could answer after Harley. It's tough with DP,
1: man. Um, one carry last week, you know, I jokingly said one too many. <laughs> it's It's been a rough year for Damian Pierce. It has, uh, whether or not, you know, just doesn't seem like he's a scheme fit. does seem like he's more of a power runner, downhill runner kind of guy. Um, at the same time, you can always make the case that, well, Devin Singletary is playing a lot more in single back formation compared to Damian Pierce playing a lot more in I-form formation and having a fullback with him. And, you know, the, the constant talk on Twitter is, well, every time he's out there, Andrew Beck is out there, you know? So it's like, okay, it, it's, it's tough to gather that because the viewer just sees Damian Pierce – you know, six, seven carries, 12 yards, you know, 13 yards. And and it's tough, man. It's been a rough sophomore slump. It's worse than a sophomore slump. Um, I'm not sure if he's still gonna be a Texan beyond this year. Uh, that that's a whole nother conversation we can have for another day. But Devin Singletary just hey, hey shout out to Crenshaw, man. I mean, yeah. he called it on the podcast with us way back then and said Devin Singletary will have more rushing yards than Damian Pierce. Sounded absolutely crazy back then in the offseason, but I should have thought it through. I should have said, well, Devin Singletary actually kind of fits this scheme a lot better than Damian Pierce. I've just seen so much success come out of the running back position from this scheme. I mean, I've seen Ron Dane and Gary Kubiak's offense, and Ron Dane ran the ball well. Like, I'm thinking, hey, man, it's just going to be another easy just hand the ball to Damian Pierce, and he's going to have himself a 1,000 yards and maybe a... Double-digit touchdown season, and it just hasn't been the case, man.
2: Yeah, I'd like to piggyback on that. I, I think, I think there is some need to have Damien, Damien Pierce out there. Um, one mm. of the things where Damien Pierce excels over Devin Singletary is pass blocking. Yes. Uh, he Singletary has has been exposed quite a few times. But we could see it in the film. We saw it against Jacksonville when Josh Allen allows. You know, he's Tunsil has him and he gets sealed, blocked out, and then Josh Allen comes rushing in. We all attributed that to, to um, uh, Tunsil, but in reality, that's Devin Singletary who's supposed to pick that man up in the, in the gap that's there. And we've seen it several times throughout the year where he's just not in the right place for pass blocking. And that's where Damian Pierce kind of has not beat. Not saying he's an elite pass blocker, but he is better than Devin Singletary. And you got to have, you kind of got to plan for that, especially if you're getting rushed by five and six players, every single down, you got to put somebody in there. And I think you're kind of right with the, we've seen a lot of Pierce go out there with Andrew Beck. And it's a tell to tell that we're about to either run the ball or it's play action. So you get a lot of linebackers coming up. You got a lot of uh, teams swapping out of nickel and changing into, um, base D so that they can have enough linebackers in there. And you see the box stacked: seven, eight, nine players in the box. It's no secret that we know what's going to happen when Damian Pierce is out there. And when Beck is out there at the same time, you don't see a lot of Beck with Singletary. So I, I would like to see them get a fair shot, but also Damian Pierce has had problems with vision where mm-hmm. Singletary hasn't Singletary's got that jump cut ability where uh, Damian Pierce has a kind of a sliding cut ability and he's it's it's barely moving. He's got to go in one direction, one direction only in a slight deviation from that is all. Um but I do think we see him a bit only for more pass blocking um cuz he's better than both Dare and Devin Singletary. Um he's not a liability there and I think you may see him for a carrier too. Um but I don't expect a lot from him.
0: And Jay just to answer Dead question Should help. uh, So that should help DP get his game back on track or should we use him as trade bait? My question to you, Jay, does Damian Pierce have any trade value?
2: I think he does for the right scheme, um, but I'm not one that wants to trade him. Mm. I think he's got a lot of value. I think he's a power runner. Um, One of the things we know last year, I've kind of been looking into this a little bit in the film. One of the things we know last year is that Pep Hamilton ran a lot of three tight end sets, mm-hmm. partly because we didn't have talent at wide receiver. When I mean, Chris Moore is your top receiver for a good chunk of the year, you you don't really have that talent. You had Brandon Cooks, but he was out and he was just kind of not doing a lot. So, because we were running a lot of three tight end sets, inherently Pierce gets a lot more blockers for his runs. Plus, he had a fullback out there in Troy Hairston quite a bit. Um, so he was getting a lot of blocking, and that was helping him kind of get further. Um, but I don't think we trade him. I think mm-hmm. you leave him, you leave him, and make him your floor. And if Damian Pierce is your floor, not Darius Goomba not not Mike Boone or somebody else that we haven't heard of, that's a pretty good floor.
0: Harley, I asked you the same question because you said earlier this, you know, you think this might be potentially his last season. Do you think he has any trade value at all? Or should the Houstons consider just getting rid of Damien Pierce in the offseason? I, I I don't know.
1: I, I do like the idea of, yeah, he could be your third running back. He could be your floor running back. I, I like the idea of that. Um, I'm at the same time, and and it's not gonna happen, but if a team happens to call you and says, hey, we'll give you a fourth-round pick. Obviously, I might I might think about it. I don't see that happening. Uh, running back's values are so low. I mean, they had a whole meeting in the offseason just for them to come up with nothing. And so uh, it was a pointless meeting at the end of the day. And so I don't know. I do like that idea of having him as a floor guy. Um, I just don't think there's a lot of trade value for him. If you were going to trade him, it'd probably be a first-six-round pick. And that just – I mean, no one – would you do that? You know, would you trade him for a six-round pick? I wouldn't. I don't think so. I'd rather just I'd rather just have him like Jay said as my third running back mm. and bring in someone else. Um, I wouldn't mind re-signing Singletary, but I still would like to see other options as well. as nothing against them. But you know, I mean the buffet line is open and you got the money to spend. I mean, no offense. I, I I like what Devin Singletary does for me. I don't mind bringing him back as a backup, but,
0: you know, let, let me see what I could splurge around with. Let me see what's on the table real quick. You bring up we're going to have some money. Harley, I'll stay with you. <laughs> Potentially, $96 million the Houston Texans could have in free agency. What are your thoughts on that? That I'll let Jay, you know, immediately respond to that as well. I mean, I tweeted it
1: out, man. If that if that happens, you know, hey, we move. Let's go. Like, let's get it on. You know, the Houston Texans – they they hit it out of the park this offseason they nailed their quarterback and they nailed their coach and that's the first two things that you want when you're rebuilding and you did that year one and that's fantastic so now it's okay you have a window of opportunity with cj stroud on his rookie deal and it's time to capitalize you know uh everyone in the chat thank god everyone in the chat believes that cj stroud health is more important you know have the long-term success for him and we're so confident in CJ Stroud. That's, you know, so we're so confident in him. We're so confident in this coaching staff and this Texans team. It's it's fun again. It's fun to be back in relevant football and playing, you know, great games again and having just having eyeballs on the TV without just like slouching and, you know, and should I be watching this? And you know what? Let me go get a sandwich real quick. Not really paying attention. Yeah. You know, it's just background noise. Whereas to this year, you're on the edge of your seat every single time. You barely got nails on your fingers. You're biting everything. I mean, it's ridiculous. And it's, but it's so much fun. It is. So, hey, you got the money. I mean, let's go out here and let's see you know what we can do obviously it's a three-way tie right now with the afc south but when you look at the rest of it include the titans as well i mean they think they got something with will levis the jaguars spent most of that money with trevor lawrence Mm, okay and then you have the colts with Anthony Richardson, Shane Steichen, that combo, we never know what's going to happen. We we didn't get to see what Anthony Richardson can do, but we've seen what Shane Steichen can do this year with a backup and Gardner Minshew, a really good backup, by the way, um, and a strong Colts team. Like they're just a pesky team. They get mm-hmm. the job done, whether it's the run game, whatever running back they could just throw whoever it seems like, and it works. And so, uh, shout out to the Colts. The Titans think they got someone. Will Will
0: Levis. The future is bright here in Houston, but it's also bright in the AFC South for years, man. And mm-hmm. and Jay, thoughts on the Houston Texans potentially having 96 million dollars in the offseason.
2: Yeah, this is this this is the subject that I get real happy about. Um in particular, I have a few people that I really, really want to go out and get name them. Um i I am all in on grabbing Josh Jacobs. I Ooh, if, if we could grab Josh Jacobs and have Devin Singletary and Damian Pierce and then go, uh, VT was going to love this. He's he loves Michigan, but go yeah. get Blake Corum. You now have four running backs, legitimate running backs and you can let Corum develop behind two to three of those backs. He doesn't even have to see the field that much, but he gets to learn from three legitimate backs who've played in this league. That's that's phenomenal. And then go get Mike Evans. Why not? Two year deal. Bring the man back home. He's he's done it every year. Give yourself an out after next year. Go get him. Go get a second tight end. Um, I don't know which one you're gonna get. I know Mike Gesicki has the worst gritty in the league, but I think you got to go grab him because he's <laughs> still got he's still got the ability to mm-hmm. to to get hands on the ball and make good catches and pair him with Dalton Schultz. And then on the defensive side justin matabike and either dj reader or grover stewart and get get tire tart back in the building if he's still got juice left just it just make everything better just Mm. get those trenches good
0: can you believe we are talking about this in year one of the rebuild i mean in the past two years combined seven wins we already beat that We were called dysfunctional. We were supposed to have the worst roster in the NFL. Once again, choosing the top three of the draft. No, we are here competing for the postseason, competing for first place in our division. Harley, what are your keys to the game? And then give me your score prediction.
1: Oh, I've already mentioned it. Again, just a duplicate performance from the Tennessee game, which added another notch. You know, you got to have big plays from people that you don't expect. Just like last week, you had eight catches, 84 yards, touchdown from Noah Brown. Uh, The huge, huge just man catch from Dalton Schultz, uh, absolutely massive from him. Uh, Hey, man, that's what you needed. You needed Devin Singletary to step up. You needed the defense to step up. You're asking for them to do it again. Now you have Nico Collins. You did mention, hey, come on, Nico. You got three weeks left. You know, there's still doubt, it feels like, whether or not he is, you know, the wide receiver one of the future for Texans fans. Um, You know, we just mentioned Mike Evans right now. I don't mind Mike Evans at all, you know, and that's no shot at Nico Collins. Um, But if Nico, you know, shows up and shows out these last three weeks, I still need to see the rest of this next season as well. But, you know, he's definitely going, hey, uh, I'm getting a little I'm getting a little hungry money wise, you know, mm-hmm. and if he has another back to back performance like this with CJ Stroud, you know, obviously the question then will be, well, is it just CJ Stroud or is it Nico Collins? So this is a huge three weeks for Nico Collins, especially this game without a CJ Stroud. Can he still eat? It's going to be a, it's not going to be an easy matchup for him. I'll tell yeah. you that right now. And so regardless, offensively, it's not going to be an easy matchup. But the Houston Texans, I think, do get this done. Ooh. I think I am growingly optimistic about this game. Cause you heard me on Monday. I was like, I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah. And you know, so I'm looking at some of the details and I'm like, okay. Okay. Interesting. Differentials between home and road defense between the Cleveland Browns. Seems like a little bit of a Jekyll and Hyde kind of defense guarding the home averages and the road averages. They are on the road and the Houston Texans, are at home in case Keenum, third ward Keenum, U of H Cougars, who's host is going to take that dub. And he's going to move the Houston Texans to nine and six. Mm. And we are going to be, oh, we are going to be so happy because the Houston Texans could be tied for first place with the Indianapolis Colts. Mm. I wonder if the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to get this win this weekend. I really do. That's the big one for me. The Colts, they're playing at Atlanta. I don't know, man. They don't know what to do at quarterback. Taylor Heineke's back in. I, I, I don't know. I, I hope he, I'm hoping. I'm may, hoping. Maybe maybe he has a performance. The Falcons play like they did against us. And maybe they throw it like that against the Colts. And maybe we're first in the division. I don't see that happening. I'm not going to lie. But 9-6, I think the Houston Texans get the win. I'm going 23-20. I I, I do believe Fairbairn has himself another back-to-back MVP performance. I'm going three field goals. Last Mm -hmm. week, I predicted four field goals. He did. One, two, three, four. Count them all. Uh, I got the score prediction 19-16 last week. I was off by one point, that damn extra point for the Tennessee Titans. But I'll take a dub any way it is. It might be ugly. I don't care. Get the dub and move on to next week, and hopefully C.J.
0: Strauss back for you. Jay. Your final thoughts on the game, and then your score prediction.
2: Hmm. I think this is the most even game we're about to see this year. Uh, we are we are comparable to them. They're they're the number one defense, right? It is what it is. There, and we're in a top, we are a top ten defense. We're top two in terms of running, and I know in terms of air yards we give up a lot, but in terms of touchdowns, we're up there. Like this defense in terms of points allowed. In terms of all the stats that you really that you really care about we're a top 10 defense Mm
0: -hmm.
2: um so we're going we are going to be out there doing the exact same thing to the browns that they're going to be trying to do to us okay offensively though we have more weapons on the field we will have nico collins back he's our number one receiver we will also have Dalton Schultz out there. Well, that's going to match your Cooper Cup. That kind of cancels out your, your Cooper Cup. Your Amari Cooper and your uh, David Njoku right there. That is who we got to worry about on their side. But we still have Robert Woods and we still have Noah Brown. Mm. And yes, while their names aren't really heard of as much and they are older and they sometimes can drop out of games, Noah Brown excels at getting into those pockets where it's just a zone of empty and the ball can get there. I think we're going to see a good chunk of that. We're not going to throw it far, but we're going to throw it, and we're going to kind of dink and dunk our way down the field while running it down their throat. Mm-hmm. On the defensive side of the ball, what I suspect is that I, I'm going to call it now. I'm, I'm saying three picks from our defense, Ooh. and I think Sting, Stingley has another two. Um, I think he baits Joe Flacco with his his patented bait that we almost saw him pick off Will Levis with in this last game, and we saw him pick off uh, Russell Wilson in the game prior. I think that's what's going to end up happening there. I also think that we'll see a, uh, a pick six probably from one of our of our corners. I don't mm. know which one. Um, I think we're going to see a lot of pass defended. But I do also think it'll get kind of hairy at the end of the game. Um I predicted 1917 but I'm going to up it. I'm going to go 2017. I think Ooh. two two field goals from um Miami Fairbairn help us win this game and I think he gets that field goal early I think the Browns start to look like they're coming back. But I think we get a takeaway whether that be a fumble recovery because we sack Joe Flacco and it's a sack fumble or something like that. I think John Grenard ends up with another two sack game. Um and I think We run the ball to end the game. Mm. Um, So that's what I am seeing coming forward. And kind of, I wanted to kind of hit on something real quick with what Harley said. I I do kind of agree that Atlanta is not the best team right now. They can, they got some strange stuff happening, but Art Smith is coaching for his job. And if, and remember, he's still in the hunt, he's seven and seven right now. So he wants that win just as bad as the Colts do. <laughs> and if he can go out there and get that win somehow, man alive. I think that'll be I think that'll be that'll be it right there. I think that I think the Jags lose, and I think we sit at the top of the AFC South going into Ooh. the last two games of the season, nine and six ready to rumble. That's my prediction.
0: Harley is your time of the week you are gonna end this off you know what i'm about to ask can you hype up the 55 people in this chat can you hype up the city of houston let us know he's taking a sip all right man all right man all right, NRG. We going we going
1: we going to be loud for this one, man. There might not be no redacted out there. We 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 know he ain't going to be out there. But there's going to be a lot of a lot of massage Watson chants out there in the building. There's going to be a lot of vitriol. There's going to be a lot of hate and dispute from the fans. Boo as much as you can. I, there ain't no way he's in the building. I can I wouldn't I wouldn't think he's in the building. There ain't no way. And if he isn't in the building, he's either getting a massage or he's getting a massage. There ain't no other options. All right. So regardless, let's get into this game, man. Like I said, I had twenty three twenty. Case Keenum going to do his thing. Third war, stand up. U of H Cougars, stand up. You know what it is. Whose house? We already know what it is. All right. Case Keenum's going to do his thing. He's going to be a game manager. All right. But he's going to have himself a tutty. He's going to have himself a tutty. He's going to have at least 250 plus. At least 250-plus. Uh, That's what I'm going to give him. He's going he gonna to be all right. Really what's going to be banging is what Jay just said. It's the defense. It's time to swarm, everybody. It's Ooh. time to get it going. Joe Flacco what? had three interceptions against the Chicago Bears.
2: What? Uh, the Chicago what? Bears? What? This, this
1: ain't the Bears. No Bears. This ain't the Bears. What? what? This the Houston Texans. What? what? Derek Stingley going to do his thing. What? What? One interception. What? Two interceptions. What? Three interceptions. What? Defensive line. What? Hmm. What? We back to swarming. What? What? Jonathan Bernard going to do his thing. What? What? Malik Collins going to do his thing.
0: What? What?
1: Sheldon Rankin is going to do his thing.
0: What? What? What?
1: Let's sprinkle a little Derrick Barnett in there. Why not?
0: What? What?
1: Hey, man. Seven sacks from my defense last week. What? let's have a repeat performance and added plus one eight sacks this week Houston Texas defense gets three interceptions Stingley interception defensive line eight sacks (laughs) D'Amico Ryans is going to show up and show out and he is definitively going to put his stamp as coach of the year for the NFL Get this Kevin Stefanski talk out of here. Get that Shane Steichen talk out of here. D'Amico Ryans is going to make sure he is coach of the year this Sunday. 23-20 victory. He's going to have a great performance defensively. And this Texans team, they're going to be 9-6. and And you know what? I'm going to just be like Jay and say, hey, I'm going to stand on it too. We're going to end up being first place. How about that, boys? How about that? First place. After 3 30 p.m. on Sunday, why not? Let's rock and roll. Let's have the Houston Texans do their thing. And last two weeks, CJ Stroud coming back. All
0: right, now. All right. Let him cook.
2: Let him cook.
0: Before we go, Jay, let the people know where they can find you and your latest work. Ladies and gentlemen,
2: if you want to find me, I am J, a.k.a. The Moderate Texan. You can find me at at Moderate Texan on Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it. You can email me at themoderatetexanpodcast at gmail.com. You can hit me up on uh, YouTube at The Moderate Texan. You can find all the stuff that I do, which is a lot of film review everywhere that podcasts are. Spotify, YouTube, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, although Spotify is the only one with the video one. Find me there. Me and the XO intro will be breaking down a lot of film. Not going to have one this week, probably next week, and we'll be reviewing this game and the Titans game from last week. So strap in and get ready. We're going to bring you right back to the middle.
0: Harley, let the people know where they can find you. Uh, Man, y'all can find me at the lead
1: underscore H-O-U on everywhere. That is social media, especially YouTube, the lead, Houston on the road to eight thousand subscribers just hit that five thousand uh, subscriber plateau so I appreciate everybody mm. that has liked commented subscribed, uh, everything man I appreciate all every second of it it's been it's still surreal that I'm past five thousand subscribers it's crazy um, so yeah on the road to eight k and obviously the big goal of ten k is is within reach all right five thousand subscribers hey it it, it came pretty. It came pretty quick the last yes, two thousand, so it is what it is. Make sure if y'all missed this live stream, y'all can check it out on either mine or Ruben's YouTube channel, or we preferably would love you to go to the Believe in Texans podcast, where you can find us anywhere where we stream all our podcasting platforms, Spotify, Google, Apple, anywhere. We got it. Believe in Texans, B-L-E-A-V, part of the Believe Network. Remember, this was sponsored by Bet Online.
0: Yes, sir. And last, you can find my YouTube at seven one three Houston Sports. Trying to hit ten thousand subscribers by the end of the season, I think we could get there. However, thank you guys so much for being part of today, Jakey. Jay, thank you for joining us late. How that was on me, but did a fantastic job. Nonetheless, we might see you one more time before the year is over. Guys, have a real blessed rest of your Friday night. Go Houston Texans.
2: Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.